I rap off the dome. Let's do it. Let's beat it. Make sure it's, it sounds good for me. Yeah. First things first, if I ever curse, since my birth. Came through the room, had to rock shit all day. If I'm in the tomb, motherfuckers better give me room. All right, all right, Tuck and Run Podcast, everyone. I'm Jake Radier. I'm here with Joe Campo. What's up, what's up? We're back after a quite the hiatus of Joe bailing on me probably like four straight weeks, but we won't get into that. Um, it's a great day for Red Sox fans, guys. It is a great day. Um, we have Pablo Sandoval benched by John Farrell for opening day. Um, Travis Shaw will get the start at third base, um, according to Farrell, for his defensive play. Uh, they both hit okay. Shaw came out of the gates hot. Sandoval's kind of started slow and has picked it up. But defensively, Sandoval's been a nightmare last year and this year so far. So what do you think, Joe? I mean, I think it's a great day. I, mean, I don't think it's going to last long because you're paying the guy so much money and he'll prove himself. They're going to give him a chance to prove himself, but it I, is what it is. I don't know. I mean, $95 million to sit on the bench. I mean, Pablo Sandoval, he basically came out and said he was happy with the decisions that the Red Sox made. He never said yeah, he was going to... he has to say that. Yeah, but he, he's, I think he's generally happy because now he can sit on the bench because, he, one, he's lazy. He doesn't even want to play. He would be happy to sit on the bench and pay $95 million a year where he can sit down and you know, have a few hot dogs every few games. You know? yeah, yeah. He'll be happy he's, with that. He doesn't care. He's going to be back in the lineup at some point. Shaw, like I, I, I saw uh, Jared Grabas write about it, and he's right. Um, Pan, Panda is, is useless off the bench. Granted, he's somewhat of a liability at third, but off the bench, he's, he's, you don't, he's, not, he's nothing. Like what? He, what is he going to come off the bench and do? He can't pinch run. I don't see him as a pinch hitter. Um, he can't do anything, and I just don't. If you want to win, I mean, Pablo Sandoval is not going to help you do that. I really think they need to just figure out a way to get rid of him. And I know by cutting him, he's going to have a lot of things happen with the cap penalties and all that. But no, I saw they're trying to trade him to San Diego. They need to do something. They, can Padres take him? Take him. They need to, and the funny thing is, as soon as they trade him, he's going to lose about yeah, 25 that's pounds. Fine. That, that's fine. Actually, the only guy that's ever done that for them is Adrian Gonzalez, and they just traded him because they had to to, yeah. to get rid of Crawford and Beckett. But everyone else they've gotten rid of, they've signed to shitty contracts and let go somewhere has been bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, uh, I think it's a great day for Red Sox fans because the season starts on Sunday, or Monday for the Red Sox, I think. And uh, it's... It's it's a little disappointing that we have to go through this, and we still don't even know if Hanley Ramirez can play first base or not. Um, so that's another thing. If if he can't play first base, you're gonna have to put Panda at third because Travis Shaw's gonna have to play first base. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Hanley's gonna be all right. I don't think he's gonna be the best first base. No, if he serves and hits some bombs, then no one's gonna be mad, you know. If, yeah. But if he hits like he did last year and he's just average at bit first base, then people are gonna yeah. be upset. First base is also one of the hardest positions to play in all baseball, too. Yeah, like, but I, I think he likes being in the infield. When they yeah. put him in left last year, he was, he's not comfortable. Yeah, and, and he got hurt running into the wall, and I think he just 
he just wants to be in the infield and yeah. be in the action because he needs to be kind of have his mind stimulated the whole time or he's going to get lost and yeah. bored and he's just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I agree. I'm still excited. Um, some Yankee news, I guess. Uh, Andrew Miller has a bone chip in his yeah, right wrist. Fractured bone. So that's his non-throwing yeah. hand. So he's going to play. Instead of him, you know. They avoided a huge thing. If that, that was on tough. his left hand, he's out for three months. Yeah, probably. I mean, a lot of people thought last night that he was going to be out for an Mr. Cheater! <laughs> Penis! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Cheater! Penis! Oh, that makes me laugh. Um, yeah, so about that. Andrew Miller is going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I just think he has a tremendous, you know, big pair of balls that he's going to be playing through this. A lot of guys would be like, you know what, I'm sitting out. But what he said, he's like, it's on my, what was it? Yeah, it's on my right hand, so why is that going to affect me when I'm left-handed? Yeah, so and give which him a cast is, I mean, he's 100% right. He's just put it like a little soft cast on there, and, just and he'll, be, he'll be fine. He's a warrior. All right, let's not call him a warrior. He just has a he has a bone. He has exact. It's why he's playing because he has nothing basically. Yeah. It's obviously painful, but he's he's fine. And you got people on the Red Sox that aren't playing because they're just fat. You know well, what? That's, what do you got to do? That's that's another story that is yet to be written because we have no idea what's going to happen. This season's either going to be great or an utter disaster, which has basically been the expectations for the last three years. Uh, three years ago, it was great, and the last two, it's been an utter disaster. So, um. Hopefully, David Price can help fix some things, and they actually decide to play um, for Ortiz or something. You know, that might help them. Uh, how about your boy Ortiz getting the the send off already, and he's on the last spring training game? I was loving that. I don't. I don't. And he's that. got a documentary coming out on ESPN. They didn't even do that shit for Jeter, man. Jeter he, didn't want to do it. Oh, you know, yeah, dude. Oh, they would have. They would have been on their knees, you know, trying to get Jeter to do this. Jeter. Jeter barely wanted the send off. He's like, it's baseball. He's like, why should why should my rival teams again when I play Boston? Why should they give me a gift before I leave? I, because he doesn't need it. Because all he got, he's I got agree. the ring. I hope they don't give Ortiz all these gifts. I'll be so. They're mad. going to. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it was cool watching. You know, some of these scrub teams. You know, throwing out their free agent money at Jeter before <laughs> he left. I mean, that was that was pretty cool. But at the same time, there's no need for it. For David Ortiz, I mean, for Jeter, I understand it, but Ortiz is like... He's producing his own documentary on ESPN. I think it's hilarious. I mean, he's smart. He's using it as the money. He wants to to be like a superstar now that he's retired. This is not the last. Like, this was the... When Jeter retired from baseball, that's like the last you're going to see of Jeter, pretty much. You'll just see him at some appearances. Ortiz... You're going to be gonna, seeing that bastard everywhere. Be, but the thing is, I don't think he's going to make it as an analyst because he can he barely speak English. Yeah, no, I know. Mm-hmm. There's a couple guys they hire, though, that can barely speak he'll English. Be, but... He'll be announcing the Red Sox games yeah. in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, remember, hey, SA, hey, press the SAP That's button. not a bad I'm, idea. I mean, no, but, or it is funny how Ortiz is. Uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, greatest clutch hitter in Red Sox history. He's got to go out somehow. But, happy uh, you see him go. I'm sure you are. Um, I guess that's enough baseball. Opening day is Sunday for baseball. so Yankees play Monday. It's that time of the year again, boys, and uh, we're ready. Um, transitioning uh, awfully into uh, the, the big story of the past day or so, uh, Lakers 20-year-old point guard D'Angelo Russell. Um, background story is uh, Nick Young, his teammate, is dating or engaged to Iggy Azalea, who is a uh, pop star rapper girl. And 
D'Angelo Russell, um, like an idiot, filmed Nick Young uh, talking about um, having sex with girls younger than him that were not his fiance. So when that got leaked, hacked, however you may say, basically D'Angelo Russell is being shunned by everyone in his locker room, as expected. Um, what do you think, Joe? I personally think D'Angelo Russell, he's 20 years old. Nick Young is 30 years old, okay? <laughs> he still calls himself Swaggy P. He's yeah. 30 years old. <laughs> he's 30 years old. He's engaged. He shouldn't be doing this. On the other hand, D'Angelo Russell is 20, and as 20-year-olds, when guys see their friends hooking up with other girls, they talk about it. They, you know, make jokes and all that. Yeah. I really personally think that D'Angelo Russell wasn't filming it to get Nick Young in trouble, but he was doing it just as a kind of humorous thing that turned awfully wrong, and it's making him look horrible. Yeah. And um, he's being shunned like he kind of should be because... Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that video of him running up? So uh, Julius Randle rebounded the ball, and... And D'Angelo Russell just running, his running alongside him, trying to get him to pass it to him, going up the court, and he just won't do it. it it's ridiculous, honestly. It's but like, yeah, I mean... It's a hilarious story, because Nick Young is an idiot, and he deserves every, every, he does. He deserves every he second does. of it. And as much as you have to hate on D'Angelo Russell for having filming it and doing something stupid, Nick Young's an idiot. And, and he <laughs> deserves every and as, second of it. And <laughs> the thing is, as Lakers players, you have to realize that D'Angelo Russell is your future. Yeah, Nick Young is Nick Young scrub is scarred. Scrub, yeah. Exactly. Trade that, the Bucks that tried to compare here. himself to Kobe a few yeah, years he, ago, and yeah. Kobe came in and just ripped him apart. It's actually funny this um, how no one's talking about Nick Young. And when Donald Sterling was uh, taped without anyone knowing, he was, and I mean, I'm just not going to be rude here. He's an, or ignorant. He's a racist. But no one was mad at the person that taped him only, uh, secretly. Everyone was just mad at him for being a racist. So yeah. it is funny. Um, but I understand why his teammates are mad at him. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't, as, as much as it is whatever it is with Nick Young and his wife, it, if you're, you don't trust a guy you're sitting next to, then you're not going to be successful as a teammate. Exactly. just flat out. It's, yeah, it's exactly. Ridiculous. And another thing, I feel like in the NBA, I'm kind of transitioning to another topic without yeah, that, you really knowing about it. But <laughs> another thing's going on, Kyrie Irving's girlfriend cheated oh, on him. And then she tried to commit suicide. And then she, yeah. So what are you doing that? You know I mean? She tries to kill herself. Does she, is she actually trying to kill herself, or is she just doing it so you don't leave no, her? Come you on. know, come on. She's doing Who, it for the attention. So what do you do if you're Kyrie? Yeah, I don't know what Kyrie's going to do. He's an, he's another idiot. He's only like 24 years old, yeah. I'm pretty sure. He's another idiot. Mm -hmm. But I don't know yeah. what he's going to do. I, I honestly don't care. Um, the Cavs are the ca did you see downhill. That, did you see the video of um, uh, Jesus Shumpert just throwing the towel on uh, Tyron Lou as he's leaving the huddle. Just like as he's like like he's the towel boy. He just leans it over his shoulder oh and walks away. But that, that franchise is a disgrace. And then you got LeBron trying to coach. And if then... you're a Cleveland fan, uh, you should puke. Like that whole sports town is a huge disgrace. I mean, that you know LeBron signed a one-year deal last year. He's not, not coming well, yeah, back. There's a two, he has an opt-out after this year. Yeah, uh, he has an own personal opt-out. Yeah, he can opt-out of his contract, which he's, he's going to do no matter what. He's going to do no matter what just so he can be in the, that and center of attention. And he said he wanted to play with Carmelo, Chris Paul, and make a big three. And then there's yeah. one other guy yeah, that he wanted was, to play uh, with. I don't even know. Somebody, some, somebody is kind of washed up. Yeah, but... I don't know. The NBA Play is ways, maybe. 
Yeah, I think it might have been D Wade actually. Um, I guess we'll turn this into a transition into a little actual NBA basketball. Um, so, right as of now, uh, in the Eastern Conference, which we're going to focus on because the West is locked up with Golden State, San Antonio, and Oklahoma City, which is probably the best number three seed you've probably ever seen. They're 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 good too. They'd be the number one team in the East right now. Um, but you're looking at Cleveland and Toronto who are the one-two, and they're going to stay that way. Uh, Atlanta also clinched a playoff spot. But they, I mean, if the Celtics or the Heat or the Hornets, who are all four through six, Celtics own tiebreakers. I think that's why they're in fourth. I know they own it over the Hornets. I'm not sure about the Heat. Um, but you have four through six, which is up for grabs, basically. They're literally so, 43 and 31. I don't know what seeding, how it matches up. Um but you want to try to avoid the Cavs as long as possible. <laughs> and uh, I, so I guess you want to be the four seed just because so you want to be the highest. I mean, the lower you are, the better chance you have of playing the Cavs. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Celtics had a tough – they had they lost like six out of seven, and um, they hopefully can finish strong. I know you're more of a Hornets guy, so what are you thinking about – what are your feelings on the Hornets these days? I saw – what's his name that – uh, Nick Batum. Yeah, that kid. He's been he's balling been off. balling off. Yeah. yeah, like the whole month of March, the Hornets have been just you know balling out hardcore. You know, and I mean <laughs> they're <Lame>. just <laughs> yeah, just balling, dude. I mean, I I would like to see them you know move on up to the four seed because I personally think they can maybe beat Cleveland one game out of the seven yeah, game no, series. I mean, no one's but beating Cleveland in seven games. That's the thing. They're I just too good. The thing I, the thing is I, the way that. Cleveland's going right now, and like everything that's going on in the media, I think that's going to affect them come playoff time. I really wouldn't put it past the Raptors because there's a yeah, they're two games back from Cleveland yeah. right now. I they agree. could take he, over the first number one spot. No, I do agree. And, and if LeBron, like they, the, if they take over the number one seed, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, but LeBron hasn't been trying for the last what month probably. Yeah, LeBron doesn't really care if he he's wins been or cashing loses. it in for the last month. He'll yeah. and he'll be a different player. He'll in the pick it up. And he's then been shooting so bad this year; it's not even funny. He doesn't really want to be there. You can tell. I mean, yeah, he misses he misses Miami. I feel like when they're down, you saw that they're down like twenty to Miami. He's over there uh, shaking hands, yeah, laughing. But about. that's just LeBron being a loser. Everyone yeah. knows he's a, he but, just needs to be in the center of it. That's why he's going to opt out. Yeah, I think so. And You'll probably but. Those Cleveland fans are going to hate him. Like, he's they're going to burn. A, they're going to reburn his jersey. Such a loser, that guy. I cannot stand LeBron James. And honestly, the whole Cleveland Cavs team right now is making me angry. The way that they're just like oh, that dog better not bark right now. Um, <laughs> that they're just disrespecting Tyron Lue. They're just they got David Blatt fired, and it's all LeBron. Everyone's following LeBron's lead. And like, so, what do you expect though? Like, you got. You got J.R. Smith and Iman Chumpert on the team. But, like, look at where they came from and look what they were doing in New York. Yeah, well, they were you know? the most disgraceful organization exactly. in basketball right And now. they're literally bringing that to to Cleveland. I mean, we're getting off topic again, but yeah. I really do think Charlotte has a chance. At, I think they can get the fifth seed, maybe maybe jump up to the yeah, fourth. Yeah, that would be tough. Look up their remaining schedules so we can see what's going on with that. I'm sure they all play each other a little bit. Let's see. Um... So but, let's see. I know the Hornets play. Yeah, the bo- the Celtics are on the West Coast. They have Golden State and Portland the next two nights, which is going to be awful. And the Hornets play the Sixers tomorrow night. Nice. Um, there's only a handful of games left. Yeah. That's Miami where, has to play Portland. Charlotte's got Cleveland. Cleveland. 
Boston's got the Lakers, so they're still out west. Yeah, over so the weekend. So Boston's gonna beat LA, obviously. Yeah, but they do have Portland and Golden State on the road, which are probably two losses, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. Yeah. Um, Crowder is coming back, so hopefully they get him back. No, they don't him. have. They don't have Portland. Yeah, I think they have Portland tonight. Do they? Or tomorrow night? Oh, they yeah, do tonight. have Portland. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. Um, but Crowder should be coming back healthy within the next few weeks. Hopefully, less than that, like a what a week. Um, and Isaiah Thomas has been playing like one of the top five point guards in the league. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I I always thought he was just like a a placeholder until I don't know maybe Marcus Smart grew into his spot or or they drafted someone. But this dude's I like playing that. out of his mind. I've always liked Isaiah. He's Thomas. playing out of his mind right now. He's he's like I think he's got like. 23 points a game, like 17 assists. Like You can't ask for anything more than that from your point guard. Nope. Um, and my boy Brad Stevens just coaching the hell out of this team like it's his job. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the reason why the Celtics are the number four team in the East right now because without him, they're probably seven or eight. See, I think they're like – I don't really count them as the number four team. I think – they're both like well, I mean, four through seven. That's what the yeah. standings say. Standing so they're say. the fourth place. Yeah. Team. But so when the Knicks are good, are you gonna go back to being a Knicks fan, or are you gonna just dude? The Horn. I started liking uh, okay. the okay. Hornets when they were the Bobcats. Uh, okay. No, I know, but you know, the I Knicks have been bad me. for like four years, and you've probably been a Hornets fan for about three. So well, I actually I liked the Knicks when they made the playoffs when they had to play against Boston. Yeah, that was like. And then, that was three or four then, years ago. Yeah, and then I got season tickets to the Hornets the so, next year. The next yeah. year. So I mean, I wasn't like. I mean, I'm always going to cheer. Like, I always want the Knicks to do well. But I really don't like Carmelo that much, so kind of... Yeah, they I'm, got Porzingis now. I think I, I like Porzingis. That'd be mm-hmm. Yeah, Por- But the, the Knicks are going to be bad for... for yeah. years I, I like Carmelo when he was on Syracuse, though, when they won that national championship. No, I know. Um, if you, I guess that's a good transition. transition. Look at you. You're like a professional. Boom. Um, before we do Final Four, though, we need to talk about um, Coach K. <laughs> He's recently, recently, Coach K has been in the news for, um, I forget the Oregon's kid's name, damn it. Um, but the player in Oregon, Duke lost to Oregon in, uh, I think, the Sweet 16. And um, in the final seconds of the game, the Oregon point guard shot up a three and made it and celebrated. As the shot clock was running out, there was about two seconds li- uh, left. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, exactly, that's who it was. And in the handshake line... Uh, Dylan Brooks walks through, and Coach K says something to him, shakes his hand, and he—you can see him apologize to Coach K. So after the game, they, someone asked Dylan Brooks what Coach K said, and he said he told me I was too good of a player to do something like that, and I apologized and said, "You're right, Coach." So no harm, no foul, right? Everything's cool. Well, later in the press conference with Coach K, he's asked about it, and I wish we could play the clip for you because he profusely denies it. He's like, I never said that. I never said that. Stop asking me about it. This and that. So everyone was like, all right, whatever, coach. We Everyone loves you, so it's cool. Don't worry about it. But CBS, to their credit, releases the, the tape with pretty much clear audio of him saying, you're too good for that. You're too good for that. So Coach K's a liar. He's a liar. I mean, this isn't the first time this happened either. No, he did it to Virginia, a kid on Virginia. I saw the a article. Few years ago, yeah. In like 08, he did it to a kid on Virginia Tech and then was asked about it. And they, they were like, you know, he said, I'm not answering questions about that. Mm-hmm. He, he, and everyone in North Carolina, I listen to North Carolina sports radio, they're all like, he has the pedigree to do that. He's the Duke basketball coach. Yeah. Worry about Grayson Allen, 
being a little prick, tripping kids on the court and doing that. And I also saw something that I got on Twitter post that uh, Duke had 13 games where they shot the ball up 20 or more with in the last minute of the game. And it wasn't like... So, like, you're going to complain about it, and then you're the going to do... You're, he's such a hypocrite. The worst part about it is it's not like there's, like, two seconds left in the game the kid shoots up a three. The shot clock was running out, and it's either yeah, he a couldn't turnover. Yeah, he couldn't even dribble it out. He, yeah. he, what is he going to, just turn it over? Just No, he's yeah, just going to no, throw you, it up. You play basketball. Yeah. I mean, you, you play till till the end. He's I understand such a little bait. I could understand if it was, like... Ten seconds left. He could literally dribble the ball out, and game's over. But there wasn't. I was getting so sick of him, and I, I'm sick of him doing being like the almighty power of basketball, and he gets to do whatever he wants. No, dude, you're the USA basketball coach. I could coach that team to a gold medal. All right, bro, you're not USA basketball coach. They're not. You like, don't really need a coach. Like when you coach the best players in the world, they're gonna beat these scrubs from Europe all the time. You're able to literally have a starting five and. Sub those five guys out, like in the same rotation. Yeah, our friend Nick's a, a Duke fan. He asked me about it, what I thought, and I told him. I said, Coach K was being an absolute baby, and and he is a Duke fan. Doesn't want to admit it, but he knows it's right. He knows, and it's like, dude, you're a hypocrite. Don't coach another team. And he even had to like once he got caught, he didn't even say he he didn't even admit to lying. If I was he was a, like, I reacted wrongly after the thing. Like, apologize to the kid for you called the kid on on uh, Dylan Brooks a liar. Yeah. And not, just because you're Kids, Coach K, you can call him a liar. Eighteen years old, eighteen year old kid. Coach you're K making is a him fraud. Look like an idiot. He's an absolute fraud. Grow up, if Coach I was, K. If I was a coach of There's your grow up I'll, segment for the day. Exactly. Grow up, Coach K. You fraud. Grow up. We yeah. had that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if um, I was Oregon's coach, I'd literally. Out yeah, something dude. To coach he him. did. He said, "If you want to talk," he said, "I'm the coach of Oregon. You can talk to me about something." I told him to shoot or something like that. Like, the, the good for the Oregon coach to stand up to Coach K like yeah, that. Big nose. Screw him. Um, but since we're on college basketball, the real reason we have this show is to talk about what we think is going to happen. And we have the Final Four set: North Carolina versus my team, Syracuse, that I'm rooting for because I bet five dollars on them to win in the Sweet 16, and if they win, I can win three hundred dollars. And then we have Villanova, who is kind of a surprise team, I think. Well, obviously Syracuse, but of the top seeds, Villanova is probably the surprise team to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, going up against Buddy Hield and Oklahoma. So um, let's look at uh, UNC Syracuse first. Um, I think that's the late game. Yep. Yep. It's the late game on Saturday night. Um, what are your thoughts, Joseph? Um, I personally think Syracuse. My team from like day one, back with you know, but you but I'm a Notre Dame football fan. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm an overall school in Notre Dame, I want them to succeed. He's a fan of a lot of teams. Um, but anyways, Eric Dievendorf, look him up, you don't know him, hooked up with one of my friends, cousins, so we actually kind of know each other if you look at it that way, but. Anyways, Transitive property. Exactly. Syracuse, I think, is going to come out on top. They got that. Their defense is usually hit or miss yeah, this year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a zone. Been, so. Yeah, <laughs> like, I I've know. realized that teams don't know how to beat a zone yeah. in college, too. So. I, which is the crazy part. But uh, obviously, North Carolina is a better team. Uh, that's without a doubt. They mm-hmm. have they got a better. They got a good they inside game. They have more talent. Game. They have a better inside game. They're, they're a better team, and they should win. They should, um, but they but recently, they've been hitting every three-pointer they've shot. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole year, they were the exact opposite. So I think at some point it's got to catch up to them. And I, think I don't know it if will. it's going to be here 
against playing, Syracuse or if they win and then have to, to play in the national title game. But at some point, it has got to catch up with them. And Marcus Page can't shoot, like, no. 9 of 10 from the three-point line. Like, it's just not going to happen. Why anymore. I think it's going to catch up with them this game is because they're playing in a bigger arena at NRG Stadium in Houston. It is harder to shoot. It is harder to shoot. It messes up your depth if perception. You, uh, if you follow Barstool Big K, he says bet the unders this weekend. Yep. Hard to shoot in those in those arenas. And I think seven out of the last eight games in a football stadium have been under on an over-under. So if yep. you're a gambler, take notes on that. Yep. And, and, and I know you're listening. Bet on the unders. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> He's going to watch him bet like three grand. I, yeah, yeah, last, <laughs> time, last time I gave Ant gambling advice in, in a football he, game, he, he lost like $400. So he, he bet You don't have to take my advice, Ant. Maybe bet like 15 20 bucks, and you know, maybe double your money or something. That's all. Don't don't go crazy. Yeah, it's not going to snow in Foxborough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, but I mean, I am confident Syracuse will at least keep it close. I, think I know the win. spread's like nine. I don't know if it's still nine, but it was at nine like two days ago. And I think they can keep it within nine. I think it'll be a lot closer game than people think. Um, if they, but I mean, if North Carolina shoots lights out like they have been, they will blow them out. That's that's one hundred percent. But if you know, if the numbers uh kind of retreat back to the to the mean over here in the median, they'll uh they'll be shooting average, and they'll um, Syracuse has a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big, a good shot, actually. Going back to the Elite Eight game against Notre Dame with North Carolina, Notre Dame kept it really close throughout the whole first half, and what they started doing wrong towards the end that Syracuse can't do is, granted, UNC was making every single shot they were taking every in the first half, but Notre Dame was making every single shot as well. But what Notre Dame started to do is they – Took down the shot clock to ten seconds, and then they drove to the basket. And if there wasn't anything there, yeah. they would kick it out, and they would have a bad shot opportunity. Yeah. And then they started missing. Yeah, which and is that's North what, Carolina's. Wait, that's what they want. They want yeah. them to do yeah. that because they, they, Notre Dame was literally forcing themselves into bad shots instead oh, yeah. of North Carolina doing that to them. So no. Syracuse can't do that. They need to set up good shots. Yeah, if they're making every shot, it could just try to contest as best as you can. And no. I think their zone defense is the best. I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody Jim runs Bohan, a zone yeah. like Jim Beheim, is yeah. what everyone always says. But I think that is interesting, though, because, you know, like when you, the only way to, the way you beat a zone is you hit threes. Mm-hmm. So, or attack it, it. But they're not going to let them attack because no. they're going to keep Bryce Johnson out of this game as much as possible. Yeah. They want, if they get beat, it's got to be by Marcus Page mm-hmm. hitting threes. That's the only way North Carolina is beating Syracuse because they've been cold all year, like I've been saying. And, and if they hit those threes, then they will obviously probably win by 15. Mm-hmm. But if they go a little cold, Syracuse can stay in this game. Mm-hmm. And if they keep it close to the end, it's and it's you never know what's going to happen. And people forget the see, the tournament to kick off the season this year. Guess who won it? Syracuse. <laughs> I know it's, that, it's a whole different time of the year, but at the end of the day, I mean, they proved that they can beat UNC or win the tournament. I mean, and they're hot right now too. Yeah. They're hot. Um, they they are. Um, so the early game is Villanova Oklahoma. Um, Villanova is the one s- or the two seed, They're and both two seeds. so is o- Oklahoma. Uh, Buddy Heald, probably the best player left in the tournament. Maybe maybe Bryce Johnson, um, who I think is probably going to be a nasty NBA player. But Buddy Heald is the best shooter going against. Archie uh, Ryan Archidiacono and the Villanova Wildcats. Um, 
I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this game. Oklahoma is going to win by no 15. I have no idea. See, I keep thinking that all these teams are going to kill Villanova, and it's just not happening. I don't know. Villanova is stomping over everyone. I don't know. And I was worried about Villanova because I always thought the Big East was a little pumped up this year, like Providence and them. They were all ranked high, and I thought it was just a little pumped up to get people to watch Fox Sports 1. and all. It was a little, a little fake, I felt. So I was a little skeptical on Villanova. I definitely didn't pick them to go past the Elite Eight. I thought they'd win a couple games on like the years before where they <laughs> yeah, just, just were lost. like one and done, Jay Wright style. But I don't know, man. I've watched a couple Oklahoma games. I know Buddy Hill shoots lights out, but they're good without him too. So if he, he's on, they're hard to beat. Um, Villanova, Archer Diacono, I'm not even... I think I, I'm picking Oklahoma to win this game too. But I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea whatsoever. This is a huge toss-up for me. I mean, earlier in the year, Oklahoma scraped. They killed them. They scraped Villanova. It was by like 22 or something, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was, something like that. And it was crazy. But and I think, I mean, I think that Oklahoma's going to end up... Hard to beat a team twice. It is, but I mean, I feel like Oklahoma's been more convincing lately. I mean, they beat... Oklahoma Did, beat no, no, Oregon. No, no, just beat but, Kansas, who's the best team in the country. Yes, but they, they just, I, who beat Oklahoma twice this year, I think. Yeah, well, Oklahoma beat Oregon by like twenty. Yeah, well, no. twelve. <laughs> Same thing. But Oregon was, in my opinion, was a little overrated. Yeah, but dude, Villanova's been such a surprise. Obviously, if their three point shooting goes cold, like any team, it's gonna be hard to win because Buddy Hill doesn't seem to go cold. Um, That's true. But you know, I don't know, man. The stadium, it's a. It's gonna be tough. It's tough to shoot here. It is tough to shoot at those footballs. I don't know why people go to those games in those stadiums. You can't see a damn thing from nope. the football. When you're watching a basketball court on a football stadium, it's like watching ants. Yeah, it's worse than it's imagine stupid. sitting. I can't even see football. What, what was it in? It was in Dallas like two years ago. Imagine sitting on the upper level at Cowboy Stadium. It's horrible. It's hard. You have, I mean, you're paying to watch it on the big screen in yeah. front of you. Did you? Did you ever get the chance to go to the dome in Syracuse? No, they, I've that's, been, that's I've been on football. the outside of it. No, it's I know their it's football their... stadium. And yeah, like... but they only use half of it though. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, they only but... they like put up bleachers on like the fifty yard line and use like the corner. Mm-hmm. When West Virginia won a few years back, I was able to go, and they literally had seats where you where they're at the very top, and you couldn't see a thing. Yeah. Luckily, I knew somebody that got us like four rows up at half court, and I was able to watch West Virginia win. But... <laughs> I mean, it's still like a little crazy to why spend all that money on tickets where you're not gonna be able to see just all right. Who are you picking? Um, I think Oklahoma plays Syracuse and Syracuse wins. Wow. You think I'm coming out on top of my bet? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean Dude, how crazy would that be if I won that? I'd be happy. You'd buy me some drinks. Three hundred bucks on five? Yeah, that'd be perfect. I mean, I'd be pumped. That's like going. I know I'm rooting for Syracuse to win, and I'm kind of rooting for Villanova too, because I think that Syracuse can beat Villanova if they win. Yeah. Um, But I don't. I'm picking Syracuse to upset North Carolina, and I'm picking. I I think I literally said Oregon or Oklahoma was going to win two minutes ago, but I'm picking Villanova, Um, (laughs) (laughs) and hopefully Syracuse wins the national championship. Hopefully, we'll do another one of these before. The next, the national championship, will not be slack. Well, um, 
I might just quit my job so I can yeah, pursue can, this yeah, full time. Full time podcasting. Yeah. We need to do some some different episodes. Why not? I mean, <laughs> this is my passion. So why <laughs> why work at a restaurant forty five hours a week, right? So <laughs> seriously, though. there's uh your predictions on the final four games. Uh, we both have Syracuse just because I have a um, vested interest, and I have Villanova, and Joe has Oklahoma. Um, and Syracuse wins by 10 in the national championship game. <laughs> hey, man, that's cool with me. I just want Syracuse to keep it close against North Carolina just so it's an interesting game. I hate these games that they're blowouts. Yeah. These past few games have been boring to watch. I really hope Syracuse wins a last-second shot against North Carolina. That'd be awesome. Um, all right, well, we've been here about 30 minutes, and I don't really think we have much else to talk about. Uh, or do you want to do some NFL? We could. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, the Patriots signed Martellus Bennett. What do you think about that? I think that's a good addition for them because he can catch. I think he's a ex- beast. Ex-Cowboy back in the day. The Cowboys got rid of him just because he, he didn't fit. He, he didn't learn. He, did, he hated it. He knew he was never going to start. But I think he's going to work well. With he came Brian on Kowski. with the Bears. and he's. I actually was listening to... Uh, Jay Glazer on uh, Bill Simmons podcast, yeah. and he trained. He has a gym that, and he trains our Martellus Bennett. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how, for years and years and years, Martellus Bennett just just jokes around and really doesn't care. But he thinks that this trade to the Patriots has kind of woke him up for the final time, and it's because he's really got this last chance. But he's it, been in the league for like seven or eight years. Like yeah. he's really only got this one chance. You don't. Yeah. I mean, he's made a good career. I mean, he's had a good career, I guess you could say. But I mean, he's basically a, had a last good four years. It really mm-hmm. once he went to the Giants, he had a good year, and then he got that deal with Chicago. So I definitely want to pick him up in fantasy. No, I would no. I don't. Cause, I don't think so either. Because you got to wait to see how they use him. You never know how they're gonna pay yeah. with Nick. <laughs> but overall, I think he's he's gonna be good for. He's gonna help Gronk get uh, open. Osweiler made uh, eighteen million dollars a year for playing seven games. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to the Good Texans job. for um, making another ridiculously stupid move. Mm. Um, I think he's an okay quarterback who you should never pay that much money, and that's why John Elway let him walk. Yeah, John Elway would rather go into this season having no idea who his quarterback's going to be than pay Brock Osweiler $18 million, and that says a lot to me. Um, there's a few things I actually heard the Broncos are trying to do. Um, one is try to get Peyton out of retirement. <laughs> And two, they're trying to get Brett Favre out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Elway will just come back and play for him. I mean, you saw. He, I mean, I could. He's too drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he's too like at least Brett Favre. You could tell he's been working out. I mean, that's just what he, he likes to stay ripped, so he, people think he can still play, even though he's like brain dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Another thing is Cowboys got Alfred Morris. I think that's a low. Like nobody. Yeah. Low, nobody's really looking at it, but I think he's gonna. Fit he, well has, with, he can make some noise. He can make some noise. But him and McFadden are kind of like the same exact player, but what the Cowboys hey, had man, that most, him, that every team doesn't have. Keeps him Cow- healthy. Cowboys have the best line in the yeah. league. One of the best lines, in my opinion, yeah. that could, they could go a little down in history. I mean, if you've got, if you got two guys that rush for 700 yards, then you're fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, I mean. Look at McFadden had like 1,100 yards yeah, last year. He had almost 1,200 yards, yeah. and if not. And then um, Alfred Morris, he's he just – he had a, it was a bad scheme fit for him. Yeah, he had, I mean, Alfred Morris had a, what he had two good years with the Redskins. He mm-hmm. uh, he still had a, he had like but he's he had seven hundred yards rushing last year. Yeah, he, he was averaging three yards. Yeah, a carry, he though. didn't he didn't have a great year, but uh, he put up you know res- somewhat respectable numbers, I guess. To, he's just a volume runner. He, I mean, 
He, he's the kind yeah. of running back that beats down the defense. Yeah, and, he'll uh, he'll get plenty of carries in that offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you never know. He could be cut by opening day. And the knows. Cowboys could still pick up Ezekiel Elliott if they really want That'd to. That'd be dumb. He's, Ezekiel Elliott's going in the top ten. Well, Cowboys have four picks. Yeah, but pick. you'd be really dumb to draft I would re- Ezekiel, yeah, Ezekiel yeah. Elliott at the number four pick. I don't like Joey Bosa, though, that they're going after. That they're... That there's talks of them going after. I wouldn't mind them trading that, trading back to the Rams and getting the Rams' first round pick plus their two second round picks that they have, and using that because Cowboys already have like twelve picks this draft. Yeah, I know. Patriots are still getting hosed. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Well, Patriots really don't have anybody that I like to see on my team. They're kind of like one of those teams I feel like have a weird team and. T- and, like, they're not good other places besides Patriots. Yeah, it's because we have the best coach in the history of the NFL. I'm not denying that. Um, what else? There was something that happened around here recently that Charlotte. What the hell happened in Charlotte recently? Cam Newton stole some computers again. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, kidding. Now, the talk around here is is Josh Norman. Oh, yeah. that He wants... Uh, Josh Norman and Von Miller say oh, yeah, that they should to. take away the franchise tag because it kind of screws uh, these young players in rookie contracts. How does it screw them if he's getting $17 million this Well, year? they're trying – like, I understand where they're coming from just because say something happens, they get hurt on the franchise tag, then they're worth nothing. Yeah, they never have to play a game. Exactly. And I do it – and some of they're saying it because the, the league just recently put in – or, like, maybe, what was it, two or three years ago that they can only, they have to have the rookie wage scale or whatever. Yeah. So that maybe they could change it so that after your rookie contract, you can't get franchised. Yeah. That's not a bad rule. And then maybe after that, you can. Or I feel like they should be able to – they should be able to franchise – I don't know, maybe fix a franchise tag where, like, they can franchise tag you, but – you have a certain amount of time to either re-sign with their team or re-sign with another team. Yeah, and they then, have that, though. I th- It's called, like, the transition tag, and it's confusing. But I, I do kind of agree with what their what their point is, that if you guys are going to restrict our wages when we come out of college, you shouldn't have the right to restrict us again when we yeah. finally earn the right to get our deal. So I understand that because... I mean, you're right. If Josh Norman gets hurt this year and can never play football again, he lost out on Von probably $50 million of guaranteed money that he could have got this year. Yep. Um, I still think Von Miller's going to get signed because they didn't uh, sign Osweiler. If they got if they signed Osweiler, I don't think he would have got his, his money this year, but I think he will. Yeah, he will. The uh, only if thing... I was, he might hold out because they'll pay him. They'll, they yeah. have to pay him. The only thing that I don't like about these players holding out is they're never going to be as good as... They were the in previous. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. they could prove me well, wrong, but like, Bob Miller is young though. He's he only is, like twenty four. I mean, because when you're not signed with a team, and if you don't sign your franchise tag, you don't work out at the facilities with. Like you, yeah, you work out on your own, but you don't have that guy saying you got to do this, you no, got to do that. Like you do your own thing, and people become lazy. I mean, look at what happened with Des last year. He got. I mean, he worked out on his own, but he was still out of shape, and then yeah. he got hurt. Yeah, he wasn't in that football shape at all. He had a bad. He had a really bad year last year, which comeback, I was kind of surprised by. I wasn't, but the comeback player of the year this year is going to be between Dez and Tony Romo. Um, so. I, if Tony Romo wins it, that means the Cowboys had a really good season. Dez won't win it because he wasn't hurt. They always give it to someone that's hurt. Well, Dez was hurt. He, hurt his foot. Yeah, had right. surgery midseason. Yeah, exactly. All right, um, we good. Yeah, dude. I think that's. Uh, Episode uh, four, maybe, uh, in the books. Three. Three? Three. Um, Three.
We've only done three. Jeez, we've been so slack. Um, if you listen to this, Ant, you're probably the only one. Thanks for listening, Ant. Um, we'll hopefully be back next week. Talk a little final oh, national championship. The baseball season will have started, and Pablo Sandoval will hopefully still not be playing third base. Um, the Yankees will have five wins under their belt. <laughs> uh, peace out, everyone. Deuces. Have a great opening weekend of baseball. See ya. LeBron, you going to New York. Look at me, they got it. Come look at me, Lee, I'm a star. People love me, man. People love me. Make a fly. I come from Cleveland, y'all can really hear it now. Hit them like comic books, kaboom, pow, pow. Into a girl's mind, spit mine, no wine, dine. I keep two phone sidekick for bad times. And the topic you question is why I'm so chill. Girls don't understand, he ain't even made a bill. And say I'm complex just like the magazine.